0: Hey folks, Jeff Salzman here, and welcome to The Daily Evolver. Today, I just want to do a quick update on the state of American politics post-Super Tuesday, where we now have a two-man race between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. To examine this event and see what it might portend for the future, I invited my esteemed integral colleagues, Terry Patton and Diane Musho Hamilton, onto a conversation. We have these conversations all the time. We just basically turned on the recorder here. Uh, But they're my integral political pals and we're gonna see if we can sort it out. You know, last week at this time, I put out a podcast where I was sorting through the final six and I had my three I had ruled in, my three I had ruled out, and my three in were Bloomberg, bernie or pete and uh, this was before the south carolina primary and all of that uh but then what a shift i mean i had put biden in the rearview mirror i mean i had written him off
1: yeah and most of us
0: had you know yeah and so you know trying to wrap my head around it and i thought i would call on my two best (laughs) political integral buddies And we've been through the mill together, including, if I may remind us, the uh, celebration of the first woman president dinner, where you were my honored guests. (laughs) November 8th, it was, 2016. You remember. Why we would be subjecting people to our wisdom (laughs) after that, I have no idea. But here we are. That's
1: a very good question, Jeff.
0: It's a very,
1: very good question.
0: So what (laughs) do you think? Di, where are you at with this?
1: Well, I think that where I'm at with it is that uh, the country, the the democratic side of the, that there are two kind of major thoughts. And one is progressive and is Bernie and one is more moderate. And I think people are feeling conservative. They just simply want to make sure that they get Trump out of office. And, yeah. you know, he's a known product. He has a good relationship, you know, He has a good track record in many, many ways. I mean, obviously, he has shortcomings. People really don't like him in debates, and apparently he has a lot of gaffes and difficulties with his speech, and that upsets everyone. But he's a reliable man, and he's a good person, and he's got a lot of years in the game, and people just kind of are going to a known product. Is that too simple?
0: No, I I think... I'm actually encouraged by it. I'm happy to be really wrong about this because. Maybe what Biden's big victory shows is that. After four years of Trump, the country really just does need to have itself more in the hands of somebody who's decent and. Mm-hmm. Competent and who's yeah, suffered.
1: Yeah, he'll put good people around him. It, it may. I mean, there are all kinds of issues with Biden. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah.
0: What,
1: what do you think, Terry? What do you, What yeah, do you? you th- at? What do you? Yeah. What happened? It,
2: it, I saw it coming a little bit early. I, I, I'm I'm sobered because I've been engaging with all the people who didn't like what I posted. Uh, oh. Yeah, what still, did, die, did you still die in on that, Terry.
1: Yeah, yeah so, so mainly me, what
2: me. I what I posted was I very early saw that this was determinative and that Biden was going to be the nominee. Yeah. And then I was saying there's a really necessary role for the revolution. The revolution has to continue. Those rallies have to get stronger. They have to build real influence and function a little bit like a Tea Party of the left, but very much hold the whole Democratic Party and establishment infrastructure's feet to the fire relative to corporate capture and all that. Mm-hmm. But I also said, you know, he should moderate his negativity toward Biden and stuff. And and it just pissed people off. Most of the folks who yeah. commented were heartbroken and, you know, they had not given up on Bernie even one bit and right. they were, and they, and they, and they still haven't. And they think that, uh, You you know, it's an age thing. These were all mostly younger people, and Mm -hmm. their assertions, I mean, there are a lot of different assertions. Some of them are unhealthy distortions, like a kind of black and white thinking that because Biden has made so many compromises with entrenched political interests and establishment and corporate and moneyed interests over time. He is nothing but a dupe of those interests. That's the worst of it. But then there were intelligent things like, look at this passion. Look at the way we fill stadiums. This is how you win elections. This is where the soul of the party is. If you don't have the young people, you don't have anything. I mean, they're right about a lot of what they're doing. Well,
1: although I will say this, just one quick aside. I mean, I did read uh, an op-ed by Michelle Goldberg in the Times, and she said that part of what Bernie has really struggled with is that there hasn't actually been that level of turnout from the young people in the primaries. And that's we have to pay attention to that. I mean, I agree with them that there's a lot of energy, and and I think the progressive agenda that wants to put a check on Some of this runaway, um, you know, capitalist policies makes a lot of sense, but he didn't turn the youth out at the level that he would have had to um, to win the nomination. Is what I. It's funny. I
0: mean, I was looking at statistics over decades. Young people don't vote. They don't vote. And and it's and it's in a way maddening to me, and I and I it, it surprises me until I remember myself as a political science major during Watergate. I didn't vote. Because really. you didn't know I was, how to I, vote, or no, because? I was living my life. You're
1: just living I was doing
0: life. something else. I was talking politics you know, five mm-hmm. hours a day. But voting, it was quaint. I don't know. I, whatever. It just, <laughs> so I, I'm sort of trying to you know, wrap my head around this. But, um, but one thing for Biden is, apparently, he has the heart of the Blacks. And that's such an important constituency that Hillary didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. to the degree that he does. He's almost yeah. at Obama territory, I think, or more. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, he, I think that his emotional
2: bond with the leaders who are older in the black community is much stronger than Hillary, just as you say. But the statistics show that Hillary won the black vote over Bernie much more strongly than Joe did. and that. Uh, Bernie did make some inroads. He tried really hard. But the irony of all this is that a, you know, what Bernie wanted to happen happened. The the candidate with no money to launch an organization yeah. or a ground yeah. game yeah. overtook the moneyed, yeah. uh, well-established person in a massive upset because of the turnout of first-time voters and people's uh, people of color
1: yes mm-hmm. that's what happened which is Isn't amazing it's yeah. amazing yeah <laughs> no,
0: it's wonderful i mean the big loser was money
1: yeah you know that's what's amazing yeah. i think that, that you and know that's that. that was actually,
0: i'm for that
1: and that was also true with obama wasn't it in terms of his grassroots organizing and kind of Ground game, and so much of his money actually came from
2: smaller donations. Yeah. Well, well that's so. true of Bernie equally. I, yeah. I, I, the, the, the thing it was, was, was worse
0: so. Biden, Biden hadn't been able to raise any money. Exactly. It had no organization in these states. It's like, I still kind of don't get it. Except I, hope, I hope
1: Bloomberg is now about to give him some support. He said well, he's yeah, going to.
0: Apparently he is. And yeah. that's well, But
2: I want to redirect us at something. We have a big, like, I don't know how many young people, really young people are going to watch, listen to what we're saying right now. But, but there is a big, big issue going on. This generational divide. The it's kids huge. are pissed. And they, and they are not ready to go gently into the...
1: They don't vote.
2: Well, <laughs> but... but, but but a lot of them are have been dedicated and you know like he really has raised a lot of consciousness and there's a lot of passion behind it and this revolution and and this fundamental system people don't want to
0: postpone the revolution four years if you're young you're looking at your future you know you're building your family oh you're looking at climate with that yeah exactly
2: there is uh, a sense of utter dissatisfaction with the limited benignness of the Obama years and how more fundamental and radical change is necessary. And the young people are not wrong about any of that. that. That's why I really do think it's important that Bernie stay in the race. I do think he has to tone down the negativity, but he has to build a movement and have that movement really change the calculus of where political power resides, because if all Biden has to do is counter Trump, he's going to be pulled in a direction that is not adequately- Although you
0: have to admit, it, feels, it would feel real good if Trump, after four years, was replaced by Obama's vice president. <laughs> yeah. I would like that, okay? What a loser. <laughs> Me too.
1: Okay, here's a question for you. All right. So, assuming that Biden will get the nomination, who's his VP? Who should it be?
0: Pete? No. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like Pete.
0: I would. I'd be good for that. But uh, you know, I. I, I guess you got to be somewhat. Elizabeth
2: Warren is my is my suggestion. Elizabeth yeah.
1: Warren. But what yeah. about? What I think about... we've
2: got a. I think. I think that the split with the progressive wing is. A big deal, but and what about
1: the swing vote, Terry? What about the swing vote? Nobody talks about the swing vote. <clears throat> Let's talk about that. Well, yeah. I think yeah.
2: Biden is the Biden and Bloomberg who will be funding this and messaging it
1: mm-hmm.
2: are the address to the swing vote.
1: Uh huh. So you think it needs to be a progressive in that role to bring some people from further left?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that makes good sense strategically. Um, I worry a little Elizabeth bit about Warren. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worry a little bit about it because Biden's old. I think the vice president's going to really matter. And um, yeah, and I'm not sure that Elizabeth Warren has any appeal to the people who aren't already going to vote for Joe Biden. I guess, I guess some, you know.
1: I feel well, a little bad for her. I don't know what happened to her campaign. She was really strong and she was strong in the debates and then she just lost momentum. And I don't feel like I, I can understand it. And I do, you know, I have a little wounding as a woman and really feeling like somehow between Bernie not throwing his support Hillary's way and James Comey with the emails right there at the end and whatever the Russians were doing with Trump you know I feel a little bit like mm-hmm. you know I, I, I don't want to be just in that sore loser category you know but I do right. feel like what what happens to the women like yeah. what goes on here It it feels like
0: you get the know. rug pulled out from you, under it, you at the very it kinda, last. It kind of yeah. feels
1: that way. I can't. I can't explain. I mean, from a policy point of view, everybody knows she's super sound. She's working extremely hard. Yeah. You know. I mean, she made a few strategic mistakes with Medicare for all and whatnot, but I mean, she's a she's a fighter, as she loves to say, and she's a driven and very and she can also be very compassionate. So. Why, what What happened? I don't even really know what happened to her campaign. Yeah. Like she seemed to be holding her own and then suddenly she was just kind of out of it. A little bit similarly to Biden where they both just kind of yeah. dropped out.
0: Yeah. And I discounted them both she, a week ago.
1: She lost Massachusetts where she's the senator and she lost Oklahoma where she's so... Yeah. Fond of talking about where she
0: grew up. Here's what I think: is that I'm I'm with Tom Friedman, who wrote the column that's been passed around a lot. I talked about it actually. Is it the Team of
1: Rivals column?
0: Yes, exactly. The Team of Rivals column, and there Elizabeth Warren can be just in her proper place, the head of the consumer department or whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. it would be a consumer
2: financial protection
0: bureau. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And boy, that would be a sweet spot for her. And yeah, I, she'd be great. And, and, and I do think that it would be really smart for, for Biden, if he is the nominee indeed, to come up with that team of rivals where he says, here's who's my vice president's going to be. Of course, we always Where's
1: he going to put Bernie?
0: Secretary of Treasury, Friedman suggested. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening <laughs> in e- either. either case.
1: I see Warren there more than I do. But Yeah, maybe she's
0: Secretary of Treasury. And, mm-hmm. and that would... Uh, uh, Satisfy your thing, Terry, about giving the progressives something really meaty. Yeah, I just want to just for in case people don't know know what we're talking about with the team of rivals. It's that the uh, Biden or Bernie would come up with this whole team, the whole cabinet, and run with them uh, against Trump. Mm -hmm. And and so we were talking about how to fit Elizabeth Warren into that. And how about Amy, Uh, Diane? You were asking about, or you brought her up? What do you think? I mean,
1: it's probably a cliche, health and human services. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's, I think about that. And I think about what a mess it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think about housing. I don't yeah. know.
0: What do you think about her as a candidate?
1: As a candidate for president? Mm-hmm. You know, she won my respect.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, my I, and, and, I, for, and being maybe vice president uh, yeah, with Biden. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've I thought about that. I, I think that she, I became a little more familiar with her record. I became a little more familiar with her policies. I, I kind of liked how she comported herself on the stage. I did not like that one debate with Pete where they were at each other. I thought that was unfortunate. But okay, she, she earned my with? respect.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I think the Heartland ticket would be very appealing. Mm-hmm. And that would be Biden and, and, mm-hmm. and her. Yeah, you know? I mean,
1: all the women who, were, who ran earned my respect. I mean, I thought getting to know Kamala Harris was interesting and worthwhile, you know? I've, I've liked listening to Elizabeth Warren. I think she's super sharp and, and really, uh, I don't know, she has a level of commitment and drive that's kind of unparalleled in a way. Yes, and I, re- yes. I respect that, you yeah.
2: know? Yeah, I do too. Right. I do too. You, know, you know, my thoughts about it are that people are right that Biden is not a, a strong enough political athlete for the rigors to lead. And if we have a campaign like past campaigns in which it's all candidate focused and that individual and their energy has to drive the whole campaign, we can't make it. But I think that Biden can marshal a team of surrogates uh, and don't underestimate Barack Obama and Michelle Obama when we think of those people. Mm Because, you know, sure, Pete and Amy and Many others, but uh, he's he's got the the best of the best, and you know all the all the all the musicians that aren't at the Bernie rallies. You know he's he's got a lot going for him, and 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 the the dynamism. Like you know, would I go to a rally in uh, in my county if Pete uh, was? Yeah, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- there, there's a lot of magnetism. There's yeah. a lot of star power and charisma, mm-hmm. and energy. And if we begin to get the feeling that there is uh, this yeah. kind of mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, like, a,
2: like a, a a virtuous team, a, a, a
0: move, you know, something mm-hmm. of a yeah. movement. I love what you're saying, Terry, and it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like th- something has to give. I mean, if we look at this primary process so far, were the debates really helpful? Well, I
1: think the way that the the debates were useful was back when there were 20 people running and we saw everybody on stage and we heard them in those first two or three debates and we saw that, oh, wow, there's a really healthy field of candidates. And in a way, for me, that relates to what you're saying now about the team arrivals. It's like, actually, we got to know everybody in that Mm -hmm. circumstance. And if we had the sense that it was kind of all of them or more of them rather than just Biden, that might be really electrifying if there was some way to to really communicate that i think where the debates became unfortunate is as it became more and more competitive and there was this sense they had to start knocking each other out and then then and then there was this kind of trump like quality to the whole thing and it was i mean a friend of mine a student of mine here is here from Columbia. <coughs> he watched it and he said oh my god this the second to the last debate was like reality television he was appalled it's Absolutely. appalled. i don't know he actually thought that bloomberg Maintained his dignity. Yeah, and that was too. he came away feeling good about him because he felt like he maintained his dignity In relationship to that onslaught of attacks by Elizabeth Warren So yeah. I think the debates did something that maybe we could draw on now based on what you're talking about with this idea of more than just the candidate hmm but the entire yeah. team somehow.
0: Yeah uh, can you could we imagine a debate between Trump and Biden? I mean, <laughs> I'd rather not <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to happen? I mean, would we have to endure such? I, I, it,
2: it occurs to me that Biden should decline to do yes, it. Yes, maybe. maybe. I think so. the condition. I think the condition of the debate would absolutely have to be that the moderators controlled the mic and there could be no interruptions.
1: Well, and also, I, I heard the the um, Pod Save America Obama guys talking about how, you know, the, the debate should be hosted by PBS. There shouldn't be a live audience. The mics should be silenced when they yes. need to be. You know, there's yes. a way that they're playing on this kind of, you know, media frenzy and a lot of polarization. And it just ends up making them look. I mean, for me, I just, I don't know. I don't like the vibe. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not at the end, Jeff. I I enjoyed the first ones because they allowed me to get yeah, to another bit. I
0: think you make a good case for the first ones, to see them yeah. all at an equal stage. And, yeah, you yeah. Know, they it was get interesting. Their three minutes. Which,
2: which reminds me, what do you guys think of the fact that about fifteen minutes after I made my controversial P- Facebook post, uh, Marianne w- Williamson uh, said that this was a coup—that the—the that coalescing around Biden was a coup.
0: Yeah, which she I mean, later that. retracted. I guess for the incendiary. She? Oh, yeah, I didn't hear she, that. For, she said it was incendiary, but what she, does that even she,
1: mean? To me, that what that means is it's sore losers. You know, it's like well, it. it what does it mean? It was a coup. What you does know, I get mean? a
2: little curious because you know I've 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 met Marianne, and although I have complex perspectives, uh,
1: but you live I in very the much
2: appreciated much of what she had to say, and for her to be as uh, fierce and tending toward being a sore loser, sort of, uh, I well I you know I need to account for it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but I but also you have to account for where you live in the country and you have to account for where she lives in the country and then you have to compare it to where jeff is from and where i'm from and all these moderate democrats who have a really different sensibility and they're thinking about industry and some of them are in the military and not all of them are left of left of left a lot of them are actually just looking for a candidate that they feel can you know get keep healthcare passed and actually you know do a few things in relationship to employment and income you know it's like i think sometimes people in the california world on the left Forget the heartland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And how important it is. And so when I hear coup, I, what I hear is, you know, that all those people out there that didn't vote early, because part of what happened with Bernie, as I understand it, is that he got a lot of the early vote because people were uncertain. Yeah. And if, then if, if
0: anything, the, the institutional structure seemed to be favoring Bernie. Yeah. Uh, it's especially against a, a surge from Joe. We didn't take Joe seriously <laughs> seven days ago, including yeah. the media.
1: I mean, well, his, his, his sad
0: retreat. his sad retreat from New Hampshire to uh, South Carolina is like, oh, poor Joe. I hope he gets through this. I yeah. Know. So well, then how I Green don't see is, where things were being spun um, for it, Bernie. It
2: assumed that it would either be Bernie or Bloomberg. Yes, they exactly. It, and, and it was published.
0: You know, I know. Less is than a, a week ago. I know. <laughs> That's something. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, um, the one thing that concerned me and this was a while ago and, and just speaking to Biden a little bit and, and this idea of these late voters who couldn't make up their minds and didn't know how to cast their vote. And then when he came strong out of South Carolina and then Amy and Pete dropped out, then suddenly that choice became easier because yeah. in a certain way it did come down in a way to Bernie and and Biden. But when I listen, I listened to a uh, editorial on The Daily, and it's probably been now, my guess is going on two months ago. And they they were in Pennsylvania. So they were in a swing state. And they were looking at the fracking industry. Did any of you guys hear that?
2: I don't think I remember. Well,
1: they they interviewed people on climate change. And the climate change people said, we'll vote for Bernie, but we won't vote for Biden. And the Fracking industry wanted to be able to not vote for Trump and vote for Biden, and there was no way they were going to vote for Bernie. And there were sixty thousand of them. You know, it's enough to to make a huge difference. I mean, so that that way in which the Democratic Party has these two really different camps, and yet we're sort of under this one big umbrella, but there's real differences in how people see the world. Yeah. So I worried about that.
0: Well, you know, from a, a developmental perspective, it's center of gravity modern. You know, keep things running versus mm-hmm. postmodern, you know, move into the egalitarian, mm-hmm. world-centric, ego, yep. you know. Yeah. And I, I think that move is inevitable, but what's the next move? It's it's hard. Well, to I, think
2: know. We, I mean, I, I really have serious concern. If if Bernie were elected and able to begin to try to implement everything he was wanting to implement. The potential for there to be all kinds of political violence, dirty tricks, all the kind of ugliness that yeah. is, orga- is, is organizing itself on the right, and, and 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 a kind of pitched battle, and you know the cold civil war becoming, in places at least, a hot yeah. civil war. Right. Some of that is going to be risky, even to a Biden uh, presidency. The the, the, the the reaching out to include even many Republicans, that Biden can do and that Bernie would never try. Mm-hmm. It seems to me maybe necessary even to preserve civil order over yep. this period of time, if we have big enough whammies hitting us that are disturbing to everybody's you know, fundamental sense of safety. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know. But those risks shouldn't be ignored altogether in a discussion like
0: this.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, there they've been put on the table, I think the you know, the general rage machine on the left overstates all of it, frankly. Uh but that's my my, my two cents.
1: I love I love being on the swing between the two of you on this because I have both in, inclinations. Yeah. You know, you guys know that expression apocalyptimist. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know who, who generated it, but it works for me. But I yeah. do I do I mean that's why I just feel it's so important. I mean we're back to that. So what other questions do we have? Well, I have one. Yeah.
0: So here we are, and this whole uh, podcast we haven't talked about Tulsi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Hil- I Hillary. Mean, I have Hillary- a couple of
0: Tulsi people writing me saying you got to pay attention to Tulsi. Hillary and- busted
1: her already.
0: Yeah, I know. What was Hillary- that about? I forget.
1: Hillary said she's basically preparing to run as an independent and swing the vote and split the vote so that Trump can win. She's going to do the Jill Stein thing.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, and Hillary's as like- the, she, At the behest of Russia.
1: Yes, and she says she's up to no good. Yeah. She said it a while ago.
0: Yeah. Called
2: her a Russian ass addict.
1: Yeah, I, she did. Yeah. And she, you know, she was- at But was can under somebody
0: the, be sincerely sympathetic to not being in uh, polarization with Russia and not get that charge? Now, you know what I mean? I mean, can, can you be honestly sympathetic with Russia uh, and not be a Russian well, asset? Well, I think
2: at this point I, it's pretty think, hard to I'm be. I'm not
0: convinced that she's a Russian asset. I mean, I don't know enough, but I think she's, believes it, you know, but so and, she, why not? Trump well, does.
1: They always say never attribute to malice. Yes. That which can be explained by ignorance, but I-, I Or kind sincerity. Of think, but but
0: Or incompetence. Is, or okay, all of it, but you know, not necessarily any of it yet. I don't know. And if she runs as a third party candidate there, we're starting to get a little more uh, clarity on your thesis side. But
1: Well, that, well, Hillary's the one that said it. And I thought she was out of her mind. I was like, what are you talking about? And now here she is. And I'm like, Oh my God, Hillary was telling the truth. She's the first one that talked to Trump about the Russians in that second debate yep. where she said, you're, you know, you're basically a puppet for the Russians and I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, I thought she was just out of her mind. Turns out she wasn't. So I'm skeptical of
0: this woman. Yeah, fair enough, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, Jill Stein did not help us in 2016 and Ralph Nader did not help us in the yeah. the Gore Bush years, you know. Yeah. And that was, and
2: many many Bernie supporters exactly uh, went to Jill Stein. Going Yeah, I mean, this is this is recent history and I I I wish there were uh I, I think we should question ourselves, and I think that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. and and, and, I, and I feel disappointed in the younger radical Bernie supporters for being so righteous and so sure of themselves, and so lacking in that kind of self-interrogation.
1: I feel like I'm the female gossip on the call. <laughs> did you guys hear? I keep passing along what Hillary said. Did you, guys, did you guys hear what she said about Bernie?
2: yeah Yeah. nobody likes likes him anyway she's
1: (laughs) furious she is just furious wow and then and then she goes so far as to say no one likes him he's never had a piece of legislation passed ever and you know it's like she's just not holding back so wow
0: this is her new podcast
1: I don't know where No, no it was I, interview I read that in the paper.
0: On yeah. one of the networks. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Because yeah. I know she has a new podcast. I don't know if it's. Hey, as, yet,
1: as long as I don't I think answer, it's
0: launched yet. I see. Mm-hmm. As
1: long as I'm in this tone of gossip, the other thing that I want to bring up is oh my gosh, did you guys see that crazy headline of. <laughs> I have to read it to you guys because it is so crazily funny. Jill Biden's epic tussle in, in, in <laughs> oh, split-second yeah. blocking maneuver. She protects her husband from lunging vegans. Yes, <laughs> I know. And here's the picture.
0: Look at Jill Biden. I know. Yeah. I, I saw it in real time. It's yeah. like... Jesus and, Lord. Her, yeah,
1: and when they, apparently it's the second time she's had to do it because apparently he doesn't have any security. The former Well, vice let's president. get some
0: security here.
1: Put this headline, <laughs> Jill Biden's epic tussle in split second blocking maneuvers. She protects husband from lunging vegans. I know. Shouting. And yeah. So When they ask her, I guess it wasn't after this one, but apparently she did something similar recently. And they asked her about it. And she said, well, I, I'm a girl from Philly. That was
0: her <laughs> uh, So that's that made great. me like, that's her. appealing. Yeah. She literally you know like, I, was
1: blocking people, I, like literally I, physically. Yeah. And all this stuff on Twitter is like, Jill Biden's a badass. You yeah. know, yeah. 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 you God may not like Joe, but you better like Jill after that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, imagine so, what it was like to be him last night? I know. He was just high as a kite. I'm sure yeah. he was in yeah. a bar. Yeah, God bless. I thought his speech
2: was terrific. You know, it it was it was teleprompter and everything, but it was it was so. Are we worried
0: about Joe's mental health?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm think that he's. I think that he's fine, but I think he's getting older, and there is a certain kind of on your feet, quick, articulate, cutting, crowd winning efficacy that he's not great at and yeah.
1: he's not that much older than Trump though is he a couple of years maybe yeah
0: maybe. he's 77 and Trump's 73 yeah I just checked that yeah okay
1: yeah. um
0: Bernie's 78
1: well well I feel in a certain way terrible that there are no women there are no black people there are no Latino people all those people on the stage and we're down to the three old white guys I mean I think if Biden puts the right people around him he'll be fine yeah yeah, what do you well, What do you guys think? I'm going to really age? be
2: watching Arizona because that's the state where we have a Senate seat that's definitely in play, hmm. and uh, it's also got a lot of uh, uh, his young Hispanic voters who have been mobilized effectively by Bernie. Uh-huh. So it really isn't I, knowable to me who who will be stronger, and it'll tell us something about whether this thesis that Biden is going to be better at bringing in a strong Senate is
1: mm-hmm. passing
2: the test of direct experience. Yeah, yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, wow. I think I think that the one thing that I think the the clarity now around who the moderate candidate is, is super helpful to everyone. People have yeah, been really confused yeah. about it. what do you think is going to happen with Warren? Is she going to
0: Looks like she's going to drop out. She withdrew today to have a conversation with her advisors. Did and she? That's generally you know, a signal
2: uh-huh. for that.
0: And mm-hmm. I think that's great. And mm-hmm. if we have clarity between Bernie and Biden, let's have it out yeah. for, for now. I mean, th- th- you know, this is a big job and people have to fight their way to get it.
1: Yeah. If, and if, think, and if, think, if, Bernie, if Bernie gets it, I'll, I'll definitely throw my support yeah, behind it. Oh,
0: energetically. <laughs>
1: It's just, the, it's just the swing vote that concerns me. I, yeah. just, I just worry about the, because what I read, one analysis I read is that in order for Bernie to win, he has to bring in 11% new young voters and that Barack Obama only brought in 5% new black voters when he ran for office. So they were saying it's a really, really difficult thing that we're asking him to do. And then Biden has to bring people over from Trump. Yeah. So that that's, you know been kind of one of the things that I've been thinking about.
2: Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to comment on is the market contrast between the two speeches that Bernie and Biden gave last night, Bernie's being an attack and a contrasting of himself with biden and and in a way that exaggerated Biden's negatives and Biden just being inclusive and appreciative and naming all the good people and being celebratory. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the difference in style between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie. And the, the fundamentally uh, young people like Bernie, even though Bernie is grumpy, so why is that? Because Bernie is pretty much negative. Well, in a way, he's a truth teller. This world is really screwed up, and it really needs radical change, and naming that and being pissed off about it and being serious about changing it. this is galvanizes a certain kind of support. but just in terms of psychology, we know that hope and positivity are just way more attractive, and they've succeeded over that kind of negativity again and again and again. We're seeing that happen. I think that there's an enduring uh, polarity, a a dialectic of progress, in which Bernie and his supporters need to play an ongoing role, and it will be a straightener for... I think that the Biden coalition could win, but it will need that extra energy that will come from Bernie. There was a a really interesting thing that uh, Van Jones uh, wrote, something like, uh, Bernie is ready to fight for the young people and Joe is ready to bring people together like the older people want. So we've got one person who's a fighter who can't love and another person who's a lover who is shy to the fight. And we're going to need both if we're going to succeed. Something to that effect. Hmm. I love Joe. I thought that was a that was a thoughtful comment. It, it, it not fair. I think that they you know Bernie obviously cares about people. It's not as if he can't love, but mm-hmm. still, there's a mm-hmm. there's a fundamental polarity. It's going to have to it's it's going to have to dynamically participate in every step of this process, all the way to November.
1: Well, what do you think about that, Jeff? what Terry just well, said.
0: Well, I think that's ideal. I don't think that that's Bernie's style or the style of his, uh, a lot of his followers. I think they'll sit it out. I think they'll, you know, do what they did to Hillary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I just think that welcome to democracy.
1: And, uh, and, and are, are, what kind of numbers are those? How threatening is that?
0: Well, I think that uh, particularly when you consider that, like you were saying, Terry, that the, the, the swing states that we're dealing with, I think Joe's going to take a lot from Trump. I think he's going to take a lot of from the center. I think that modernists in general, if you look at developmentally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, postmodernists loathe Trump. Traditionalists love Trump. Mm-hmm. Modernists are somewhere between embarrassed and outraged.
1: Yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: They, they, yeah. They, they may like what he's doing. They may like some of his policies, but that's not what they want their kids to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know... Uh, I'm all for Go, Joe, Go now. That's that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. enough it, already. It, it, the, 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 Everyone's everybody's weary and, and sick of the mm-hmm. chaos. And I think a lot of traditionalists feel that way, too. I do, too, actually. And I think that Joe, by comparison, is like, oh, so he stutters. Oh, so he's not quick with the repartee. Oh, he forgets which state he's in. Yeah. By Who the
0: cares? way, that was the th- the theme of the Fox coverage this morning about Joe. I mean, they're running with the Joe's... Looney thing. Yeah. Which, you know, makes me want to all the more not run with that because I kind of see it too, but I'm not saying the word.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think, but I would say the other thing about that is there's also a lot that that Joe said during the debates and has said during the campaign. There's been a lot that he said that's been really intact. You know, I mean, he does have those moments, but it's like, God, if, if Trump were defeated by every air and faux pas and yes. crude and abhorrent thing he said, apparently he just endures, 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 and we can't tolerate a gaffe from Biden. Yeah. No. A, that Thank kind you. of sensitivity on our part is, you know, it just gets on my nerves. It's like yeah. this guy can, as they say, you know, he can walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and no one cares. Yeah. And if Joe stutters, we all have a heart attack. Yeah. You know, I think we're learning how
0: to get through that now. I think we're learning about, you know, this overexposure. That mm-hmm. we have at our culture where a camera's on this guy. He's seventy-seven years old. It's on him five hours a day
2: yeah. or more. Yeah. It's
0: like, give me a break.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And maybe because he's
0: actually an amazing athlete if when you consider his age and what he's out there doing and you know, yeah. hour after event after event and decisions. God love him.
1: Trump Trump is trying to take Biden down differently. He thinks he can run against Bernie and win. He knows with Biden it's so he's trying to take him out with all this Burisma and his son and all that business. and so
2: Well, you know, there's going to have to be all this storytelling. And this is where I think Bloomberg's, I was, you know, I didn't think Bloomberg was a good candidate, but I was very impressed by the psychological sophistication of his ads and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. intelligence with which they were placed, the way they reached me in multiple media and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too.
2: Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that he'll deploy that. You know, what was going on was Joe was the poorest guy in the Senate. His other son was going to be a politician, so couldn't really go and do any kind of big money anything. And Hunter just was kind of the, he was both the less talented. And, and, and you know, according to the biographies, the the guy who, you know, his brother was staying in his home and he was going out to be the rainmaker and make money. And he, he, he was not going to
0: have a career. That was...
1: He didn't do anything that was illegal. It's
0: also
2: not immoral.
1: It's, it's also not, not immoral. I think it's
0: immoral. I, 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 I'll, I'll draw the line there. I think well, that what, this guy's not? being paid for his proximity to his father. Absolutely. You know, and that, Absolutely. that I don't Absolutely. like. I'm not going to defend that. It's going to be well aired. This is good. This, it's already out there. You oh, know, but, again, but so compared, much this, to,
1: compared to Trump's kids... Thank
0: you. Exactly. I mean, that's the
1: thing that drives me crazy. That's yeah. the
2: comparison that Bloomberg is going to have to draw.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, what are we even talking about here?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, there's going there to be a counter narrative.
1: There has to be
0: for everybody. This is the way of things, you know. Yes. There's going to be yeah. a very coherent counter negative to Joe Biden,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, it's yeah. going to. It's 30 of the population is going to go for it right off the bat.
1: I you know, Terry and I had have this back and forth. I wasn't a great fan of Marianne Williamson, and it wasn't because of her. It wasn't because of her platform and her views. There's just something in her affect that I have a hard time with, and I think it, maybe it's not unlike Elizabeth Warren, where I feel a little yeah. scolded yeah. somehow.
0: Exactly. Isn't that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I no, mean, I don't, don't want to. You know, I'm not going to make that hugely solid, but I just noticed yeah. like something around where where when. Pete has talked for the most part. I've, I have felt quite drawn to what he has to say. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. And Pete, as I've argued, is coming from integral consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually good news for humanity mm-hmm. that the guy with integral consciousness came from nowhere, beyond nowhere, lower than nowhere, yeah. to become a major national political figure mm-hmm. through his sheer multi-perspectivalism, his flexibility of mind, his online heart. Mm -hmm. would you
1: say the same about obama yes yeah Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely i think those two are cut from the same cloth and it's astonishing that they you know obama's a two-term president the black guy named hussein
1: yeah exactly
0: you know it's powerful (laughs) yes all right so we good with this i'm great going once this has been totally fun going twice great
1: to see you guys yeah Yeah. totally Yeah. yeah
0: what good fun. super fun yeah so thanks good to sort it all out for you everybody (laughs) and uh, (laughs) stay in touch and we'll see you next time
1: bye guys